everybody hello ho 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 jeffrey hello ho ho <laughs> hello santa santa dave dave claus and what would you like for christmas jeffrey i would like an end to covid it's coming uh, soon <laughs> i would like peace in the world instead of all the craziness that's going on keep dreaming <laughs> and um I was going to ask for a cup of Kota Bushido, but that 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 bit, that comedy bit, has gotten really old. <laughs> How about Ten where years. the two half squads dare? Yeah, a copy of that movie would be great. Oh, 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 oh. Game, gorgeous. That we will talk about today on the yes, show, episode two sixty two already. Yes, and. December 14. Yeah. Almost Beethoven's birthday. I hope you got cards out. Birthday cards? Yeah, you didn't, did you? For Ludwig? Yeah. No. I can tell. I can tell. Your eyes glazed over. You're like, you're in big trouble now. You did not get your cards out. And it's probably too late. So just it's, forget it. It's too late. I'll send an email birthday card. <laughs> yeah. Digital. By the way, did you get the jib jab that I sent you? That little video? Oh, I yes, but I did not watch it. I opened it. I wondered if it was real. Cause, you know, it could be spam. Yeah. And then I thought I did I ask you if it was real and you said yes, or I just forgot I about it. Yeah. It's it's still in there. I gotta go in there. Okay. In the yeah. email. It's in the it got pushed down further and further and now. I forgot again. Yes. So, gotcha. so that is for, legit from you. Yeah, I could. I, yeah, right. You just have to check the email address, right? Yeah. Yes, that's right. You always get those. Hey, I thought I'd share this with you. Yeah. Oh, here's that link I forgot to send. And you're like, don't yeah. click on that. Send me your bank account. Please send me your bank account number again. So what's new with you, Dave? How are things over at the Kleinschmidt Palace? Oh, nothing new. No? Did take advantage of the last week. Had some friends out for lunch that 60-degree day. Oh, yes. Two days we had. Very yeah. wonderful. Yeah. But now I'm back to walking in the cold. Yeah. Gaming, I could show you my setup. Yeah, let's think, take a look around. I don't, think you've, I don't think you've seen this yet, but... Hildebrandt paintings are on the opposite side of the room from where I usually sit because now I'm back down in the basement. 
Uh, and for those of you who are listening to the podcast on audio, you are oh, missing yeah. out. That's right. Sorry. There's the gaming shelves over there. Everybody's got one of those. The minis, the more minis way over there. Models in the cabinets didn't turn the lights on. Sorry. And look, Jeff. Oh, I recognize that little. Did you see the? Oh yeah, you guys saw the the background. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's for D and D adventures. Well, you know, it's set up nice, but so I forgot. You guys already had that encounter, right? Yeah, and then uh, this is what your gaming table looks like. Painting that guy up to go with the woolly mammoth who's way over there. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I miss the old. Uh, I haven't been over there since, I haven't been in your basement, I guess, since about March sometime, <laughs> which I think was the last time I was there, mm-hmm. which is just crazy. But good news today, as of today, a uh, couple hundred thousand or so doses of the COVID vaccine started shipping out to various places in the United States. So I'll be very interested to see how that goes. It will be interesting to see. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we're going to see, because I've read that the side effects can be kind of severe. It's like having a really bad flu for like a week. Oh. Yeah. Can be. Yeah. I was thinking of, Pulling the substitute teacher card to get in line sooner. Oh, really? Yeah, I would wait a little while, personally. I, I would just to see how people are reacting to it and see how that goes. And uh, Moderna is going to also have their vaccine out very, very shortly. Looks like it's going to get fast-tracked through. And uh, that might have a different effect. It's a lower, let's see, I think it's... It's a higher initial dose and a little bit longer between the two doses. And uh, the Moderna one, only you only have to freeze to minus 20 degrees C, where the Pfizer one has to be minus 70 C. So the Moderna one will probably get out quicker once things oh, get rolling. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, they don't, the dry ice thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's going to be a shortage of dry ice for the next six months or so. So go out and... If you need some, go get it now. There's probably a, r- a run. People are going, <laughs> taking all the dry ice off the shelves wherever they can find it. Because people are basically, can I say this on our show? Maybe. Idiotic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't mind feeling superior a little bit. But, you know, when I see, I watch the news and I watch social media and I think, I, I I can't even tell you what I think. This is a family show. Well, it's uh, I think it's worse now too. I th- I think it's worse. Yeah, I think we're dumber, dumber than we used to be. I think we we uh, you you're, you're not you don't mean me and you. Uh no, no you're slower. I'm slower. I know last show I talked about the memory failures. I don't have any. I want to clarify. We just. No condition. It's just old age. I, when I was editing the show, I thought, oh man, listeners might think like I have something wrong, but just old age. But people seem to believe more bizarre things today. Yeah. But I guess people contested the moon landings back in the day, right? Mm hmm. Because they had nothing better to do. They didn't have time to read any science magazines, they only read the, the crappy. <laughs> Pulp, crap, <laughs> junk at the checkout counter. I had a copy of... Science is too hard. I don't want to read science. It's too hard. I'd rather believe garbage. It's easier. <laughs> I had a cover of... I did the event of the day when I was teaching, this day in history, a way to reteach things they learned in the past, a way to preview things that I was going to be teaching, and a way to get in little sports history, stuff like of sports and things in there to show them, hey, history is everything, you know, rock and roll and yeah, foot, football. And and it was Amelia Earhart, like, like the day she accomplished something. And I would say, do you guys know what happened to Amelia Earhart? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, she disappeared, you know, over the ocean. And I'm like, yeah, I said... They know what happened to her. And I would walk over, get this briefcase, 
that I kept that is an old fashioned solid briefcase, like a spy, you know, but it only opened if it was upright. I don't know why. It was upside down, and you could hardly tell the difference. The tumblers wouldn't let it open. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I would put it down and say to some kid, open it. Go ahead, open it. And they'd try it. I can't. And I'd go, you open it. I can't. I'm like, what's wrong with you guys? And I would flip it over toward me. And then like, bang, bang, smack, chink, chink. And then, oh, a lot opened. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, it's a secret case. I'd go, yeah, secret information here. And I pulled out a laminated cover of the National Enquirer. That said, Amelia Earhart's plane found 100 years later, whatever, 50 years later, with a skeleton at the controls. And it had a skeleton (laughs) superimposed, you know, special effect did into the picture. And the kids would be like, what? What? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Look at that. And then. Yeah, I'd clarify. This is kids. It's the National Enquirer. You can't know. This yeah. stuff exists for your entertainment. Yes. So, but that was all. I always loved doing that. Oh yeah, I I still think some days people are going to look back at the years that you taught and find out that a lot of what you did is illegal. Because. Oh, you're messing with kids' heads. That's got to <laughs> be illegal. <laughs> no, gotta... that that makes school fun. Yeah. Come on, history, you got to make it fun. Yeah. Well, it can be pretty dry, it's true. So, yeah, what else? We've been uh, gaming a little bit. We played some D&D the other night. That was a very exciting uh, adventure, I thought. Glad you thought so. Okay, good, yeah. good. And that yeah. <laughs> it worked out. And it worked out well. We're getting pretty good with the camera. Well, you are getting pretty good with the cameras and the zooming and, and now i'm using a pointer oh more, more visible so i can you didn't use the pointer for my group no i improved the next time with the next group oh but these were made for a uh, miniature blind person the western game shooting close oh. range oh, medium okay. long oh, range yes. okay yeah yeah nice well, it's good we still get to game, even though we can't do it face-to-face. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. So, shall we uh, get on with the show? I think we shall. What do we got? Well, good question. <laughs> I have the next show agenda up on my upper screen. This is so much more of a smooth operation over here. And uh, it does say to talk about or play, if you see in the file, Grumble Jones called in. Okay. Hey, David Jeff, Grumble Jones here. Hey, just another uh, October is coming up on us here, and I uh, want to thank you guys for participating in this year's annual Grumble Jones Halloween scenario uh, where the half squad's there. It's been an absolute hoot putting that together. And I appreciate you guys, uh, once again, supporting uh, that effort. And uh, you should receive something in the mail shortly. I hope you guys enjoy it. And just keep doing what you're doing. We love you guys. And uh, look forward to hearing everything you guys have to say. See ya. Bye. Cool. (laughs) Super nice. Now, he has a website, right? Do you have that bookmarked, Jeff? Uh, I don't have it bookmarked right at the moment, no. Do you think you could search that up and see if there's a link? I think players can go to the site, click on that. Now, he did one before. I guess every Halloween, I think, he does a special deal. And this is quite the production. I don't I don't know if we really mentioned this in a previous show, but we didn't have a look at it. So there's an introduction, gameplay, scenario characters, maps, and scenarios one through four. Where Half Squad's Dares played over the course of four separate scenarios each taking place in a sequence of the interior of Castle Hohenwerfen to the German airfield. And the primary objective is to rescue two American communications officers. And it's us. Yes. We are the communications officers. I love it. And... Now, we can do... We don't have count... Well, we can use 
other counters, but I don't think you can play this on Vassal. I, I haven't looked. Characters from the movie. Mm-hmm. Nope. And Jeff, what movie is this that they're talking about here? Where, where Eagles Dare. When was the last time you saw that movie? It's been a while. It's I, I think I saw it five or six years ago, which usually means ten. <laughs> yes. Yes, it all or twenty. Because yeah. man, time flies. <laughs> so there are maps that you can access there. The interior of the castle. Amazing. And five scenarios. <laughs> yeah. Including the castle. Gorgeous. And the people people that worked on this were um Jackson Kwan, we thank you. Thank and you, Jackson. Rick Super. Reinish, too, right? Uh, close up of the interior of the castle. And a, and an adventure on the cable cars. Oh. So we'll have we to play, play those. We got to play we, those. Yes. Now, if we can't do them on Vassal, we will. Uh, and Jeff, you look so dapper. Really? Don't I look great? That's a very good picture of me. I have a horrible likeness because I'm not that good looking. <laughs> Cable car plane aid. So oh, you can, you really? can place your yeah. counters. So brilliant. It, we'll put it a is. Link to the whole thing. Uh, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Yeah, and there's uh, we we're special, so we have physical components that other people do not have. Yes, the maps. The castle. And the huge map number three here. Or map one. Crazy. Is that insane? It is. Wow. Wonderful. So now we are famous. We really are. And I'm always so uh, amazed by the effort that people put into the game. And on our behalf in this case, which is just spectacular really nice so we encourage everybody to go there and play these it's a boxcars again blog dot blogspot.com but we we will put a link to it more yeah. specifically in the show notes and thank yeah. you rumble jones for that amazing effort and we have a contest ending day after christmas so I'm thinking, so far we have two entries, Jeff, for the C4 corner cutter. <laughs> you think it's safe to pull today the winner in two case? entries? No, I think we have to wait until the end. There'll be a big push at the end. We'll probably get a couple hundred. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There were very few for our, because our giveaways are, it's not like we're doing yanks again like we did that one time. Yeah, right. Yeah, this, is a, this is a small thing. A, a stocking stuffer. Yeah, wonderful item. C4 corner cutter. And uh, <laughs> we will have lots more coming because we have the stack of stuff we got from Bill Cobble. And now from Matt Zajac, we have more products wow. from Texas. We're, yeah. Just came in from Texas. I haven't opened it, trying to keep it all sorted and separate. So I think our next contest, though. Um, there's an audio email from Alan. Our friend Alan Hume from Scotland. Hey guys, I just want to say thanks for another great show. I enjoyed the talk about Swedish volunteers. I made an order direct from MAP for that because I didn't know if anyone in the UK was going to be able to get copies in or not. Turns out Second Chance Games could though, which is great. But as I say, I ordered direct, but luckily I didn't get a customs bill, so that was great. But yeah, as I say, um, I've been enjoying the shows lately, and I think it's great that you're still keeping up with them. And episode 260, I mean, wow, great. Well, cheers, guys. Always good to hear from uh, our friend Alan. But yeah. Alan also sent a uh, voicemail that I accidentally deleted, I think, in which he gave a shout-out to Ollie for clipping his counters for him as some deal they made and talked about what a great guy Ollie is, which we interviewed Ollie, you know. Yeah. So I'm thinking for the next contest, people call in and leave a shout out of something great that some of their friends in their ASL world have done for them. Ah, that's a great idea for a contest. 
and we'll, we'll the prize we can let's make it a good prize something big well they're all good prizes we <laughs> well we have a decade of war that sells for a high price on eBay okay <laughs> right. um, I have I have Mark's woods up on, for sale now on eBay but I think we have one here too that would be a good action pack it had the special boards you remember that were the different angle size and stuff yeah right um so let's do that when should they have it in by okay we could do it earlier we could do it january 15th but when will this show go out this show will go around december 16 17 okay let's do it for january 15th yes I think it would be nice january 15th the new year yeah so there's the contest just go to our website and you you'll see a place to click and there'll be some instructions there on how to call in just call in leave a message and we'd like you to uh got a shout out say something nice say yeah shout out to one of your asl friends or somebody in the asl community that you've benefited from something like that and we don't want people to get jealous of other people getting shouted out (laughs) right you you have to rejoice for your brother's Yes. Because I know at school they shouted out my assistant director for the play and said, What a great job she did. And I was sitting there. Oh. And you didn't get shouted out? Uh, Yeah. I made a a crack to my buddy. Well, in fact, I think I got an award from this. I'll be right back, entertain them for two seconds, Jeff. Poor Dave, after that incident, he went home like Pagliacci, the, the clown, with a tear dripping down his his cheek. And I'm, I'm sure when he got home, his, his wife made him his favorite meal of spaghetti and uh, spaghettios and hot dogs or something like that to ease his pain. I, I just broke the plaque you gave me when you came back from Italy. Oh, did, did you? Did you hear it fall? Yeah, I did. No, it survived, though. It survived. You could tell from the thud. It didn't break in pieces. So, yeah, for our our listeners at home who aren't watching, what's my award say, my certificate, Jeff? It says, uh, what the hell do I have to do to get an award? The Moonshine Award is presented to David Kleinschmidt for his lack of accomplishments. Deserving of recognition presented this day, 8th day of June, 1998. Woo! How about that? That's a beauty. That's not one you keep hung on the wall, I noticed. Yeah, it's on the wall going up the steps. Oh, is it really? You have to look, which no one looks left or right going up and down the steps. But yes, I just took it off the wall up by the steps. I have never seen it there, yeah. How about that? Yeah. I think the day I was complaining. Yeah, the day I was complaining about someone else being recognized, (laughs) they took note. (laughs) And so they mocked me for it. At the end of the year. Oh. Wonderful. So they have to call up and leave a voicemail? Yes. All right. January 15th. And then we'll play some of the good ones, and we'll pick a winner. We won't yeah. We won't say we play them all. And if you don't want us to play your shout-out, just say, please don't play mine. And yes. But you can still be in the contest. Yes, indeed. But we'd exactly. love to hear your voice in, from wherever you are, as long as it's the continental United States. Jeff, who are our sponsors of this wonderful show we have? I gotta say, it's the you know it's the end of the year, and it really makes me want to take a moment and really thank our sponsors, our generous sponsors, Bounding Fire Productions, who's been a sponsor all year. Very good. Um, been very good to us, of course. Ritter Krieg at Ritterkrieg.com, one of our favorite sponsors. Has been really doing well for us. And uh, let's see, are there any others? No, the Kansas ASL guys sent a bunch of packets, but we're just reviewing the product. Yeah. So we're grateful for that. Always appreciate that. Yeah, and if you have an ASL product that you'd like us to review that we haven't reviewed, just send us a kick in the head and we'll get it done. <laughs> Eventually. It does Eventually. take time. Yeah. Well, then I, we can do the segment called The Rules. Oh, let's do The Rules. Landing craft. It's time for Rules. You need the rules to play the game and put your opponents to shame. They might seem hard, 
but that's okay. We're gonna learn them anyway. All right, tonight's rules are landing craft. Hot dog. <laughs> People don't say that anymore, Jeff. Oh, well, I was just thinking of uh, It's a Wonderful Life, Jimmy Stewart. Hot dog, you know, he would say, I yeah. wish I, I wish I had a million bucks. Hot dog. And a Merry Christmas to you in jail. <laughs> Merry um, Christmas, Mr. Potter. They, the, the, I read an article about the city from Edward Scissorhands, how it's, it's Florida, it really exists. They painted all the houses pink and light blue and stuff. And really? the people there, they paid for them to go to hotels or to stay in their houses during filming and redid the landscaping. And the actual home where Edward Scissorhands stayed uh, sold for... A lot of money. Well, like double the normal house because people know, oh, this is the house where Edward Sister hands. You know, the interiors were shot. Yeah. And so that's a big deal for some people. I guess so. I don't think I would do that, but let's see. What movie would I do that for? No movie. Star Wars, maybe. Like Yoda's house in the, <laughs> in the swamp. I'd pay double for that, whatever the no, price those was. Don't, those don't really exist, Jeff. What? Those aren't real places. He had the soup going, you know, which Luke was its very ungrateful for whatever soup Yoda made for him. I would buy that. Well, I will see if I can get it for you for Christmas. Okay. Yoda well, kind of scissor hands. Similar. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, rule 12 is LC. And I got mine starting at 12.11. I think 12.10 chart out or something for this. I th- you wanted to share the chart you found. Ah, yes. It's at, at some point. Oh, the chart. Um, yes. For landing craft. Right. I would also point chart. out. Yeah. While you're pulling yours up the screen share, I share my screen the old fashioned way. I, I found this Jeff after, because I have the third edition of the LFT charts. Yes. Nice. And totally for, didn't realize, forgot. LC flow chart. Right there. Landing oh, there craft. It is. Two oh, page spread. And it's you didn't, we played all of that and you forgot that those were in. <laughs> yeah. It even has the damage to LC's flow charts. Oh my it's gosh. Four pages of landing well, craft. I needn't share what I have here then. Even yeah, though this think, was, a, was a good article. I think you should. Because they can access that online, right? Or Yeah, this is a... Uh, actually snipped this from a view from the trenches. I don't recall which, uh, which volume it was. And but view from you, the trenches is free online. You should make yes. a, a donation to... Um, He's friends with uh, Alan and Ollie. Right. Shoot. Peter. Peter. Yes. We want to interview someday soon. Yeah. Pete. Pete. So some years ago, there was a very good article called Hit the Beaches Running, an Introduction to Beach Assaults by Greg Dahl. And uh, so I guess apparently this Didn't... came out before that nice chart that you have, Dave. Yeah. But I it think we... discusses all the ins and outs and the getting ins and outs and how to get in and out of the landing craft and shooting from them and shooting at them and all of that. It includes a very nice flow chart. Now, so I don't know if they was they taken this and adapted it for the, for the rat pack flow charts. Don't know. Don't know. But that we can link and people can access that for free. Yeah. It's probably similar. Do you want me to share it? Uh, y- yes. Whenever you're ready. I'll put it on the screen. And the opening of the rules discusses the types. I think there are nine or 11 different types of landing craft, just to keep it simple. And rule 1211, I would ask Jeff, each landing craft, regardless of its nationality type, do they have an inherent crew, Jeff? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Right. Oh, nice. You don't, have to, you don't have to recruit them. So th- this is the article goes through in some detail all the little 
things to know. And then here's where the flowchart starts. And so these are for attacks against the landing craft, but we'll get there as soon as you get to the rule part. All right. And then I would ask you, Jeff, quiz show, what is the morale level of the crew? Nate. That is correct. Yes. Eight. Yeah. Normal rules. I said it Nate, and that way if it's nine or eight, (laughs) I was right either way. Normal rules for crew exposed status and collateral attacks apply, except as stated otherwise. A landing craft inherent crew can never be buttoned up or can it claim any button up benefit ever. But can an armor leader be part of a land landing craft's inherent crew? I'm going to say no. You are correct, sir. Ah. Do not put them in there. So proud. Yeah. Does a landing craft suffer recall? Due to a main armament disablement? No. I would say That's no. correct. You are yeah. right. Can a landing craft inherent crew be stunned? Yes. You are correct. Does well, it be- I should be, should I be ringing in? Here, I'll catch up. Yeah. Does it button up when it's stunned? No. You are correct. It does not. It never buttons up. And can it break? Can what break? The crew of the LC. Oh. Um, uh, I, uh, I'm going to say yes. Uh, no. Oh, okay. It cannot break. So it can only be eliminated if the landing craft is eliminated a recall due to attack effects suffered by a landing craft inherent crew okay. is always treated as a stun result only. No recall. However, the plus one die roll modifier effects of all stun results versus the LC crew are cumulative. So does an LC whose crew receives a stun result, does the vehicle stop in the water? Ness. You are no, you are correct. No. <laughs> How clever I am. Ness. Uh, I think all the other vehicles stop, right? Like your tank. Yeah. They button yeah. up, they stop, they get a plus one marker or that other kind of stun where they're recalled. Uh it can only be eliminated. Oh, I did that. The attacker immediately makes a random direction die roll for the landing craft and repositions it within its present hex Ah. so that the randomly determined hex site is within its vehicle-covered arc. And if the stun occurs during the LC's movement phase, it is then assumed to have expended all of its remaining movement points in that new facing. So being stunned does not make it immobile. Now, an LC inherent crew... Can it voluntarily abandon its landing craft? No. Correct. They got to stay in there. You don't want those sailors running around on the beaches. Yeah. They got nowhere. Kissing those nurses. Yeah. (laughs) They got nowhere to go. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's what they all did. (laughs) Is an LC subject to immobilization task checks? Yes. No. How come? I don't know. I think they don't want them coming out. So if you tank and you fail your task check, immobilization, you have to leave the vehicle. Okay. So whenever an LC crew survives, it's represented by a 126 vehicle crew counter of some nationality. So I guess the only way it comes out is if the vehicle is destroyed. And the crew survival thing. And you use a different nationality than what you're playing with, so you always can tell this 126 is a LC crew. Okay. Now, such a crew counter is assumed to be of the same nationality of the LC and have the normal qualities, but it's considered inexperienced personnel. So can an LC's inherent crew be defined as inexperienced? Yes. Yes. I, I would say so. <laughs> I think I just read that. Would that LC 
have its movement point allotment reduced by one if it's inexperienced? No. Uh, actually, yes. So I think this difference here is all crews that leave the vehicle are inexperienced personnel because they're not trained infantry. Right. Right. But a crew, an LC crew that's inadequately trained to be a crew driving a landing craft. Do they have steering wheels like that? I think so. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> how they you've driven one before. I can tell. Um, they could have an inexperienced crew that hasn't driven a lot. Okay. So, an LC crew's casualty victory point value is a one, whether it's inherent or not. Okay. Victory points. When used in reference to a landing craft, the term passenger refers collectively to all personnel support weapons, vehicles, wrecks, guns, horses, and boats, and their passengers being carried by or unloading or loading onto that landing craft. So the deal is you can load up these bigger landing craft. Now, when we played, we just had infantry personnel, right? Right. Ambitious plans. But you get those big suckers, and they, they put the mini tanks in there and artillery pieces, and you load them up to land on the beach. Right. All all those vehicles and everything are called person passengers. passengers. Passengers, right. <clears throat> Not riders. Now, all landing craft may carry personnel support weapons, but only those with a ramp can carry the vehicles, guns, horses, and other boats. Okay. Within these restrictions, a landing craft may carry any combination of items listed on the passenger portage point chart on the chapter G divider. And that's where you find that information. So, can a vehicle that is a landing craft passenger itself carry passengers or support weapons? Yes. Yes, it may. So you load the Jeep in, you can put the leader on the Jeep and give them a light machine gun. In. May a mule, landing craft passenger, animal pack a gun? Wow. You put your mule on there and I have guess. a disassembled sure. artillery gun on yeah. its back? Uh, yes, you may. Why not? Yeah. Yep. You want them coming off, running. <laughs> The vehicle covered arc of each vehicle, as well as the covered arc of each gun that's a passenger on the landing craft, must coincide with the vehicle covered arc of the landing craft so okay. they can exit, of course, right away. Yeah. You okay. back them in and then you drive them out forward. Now, can a passenger vehicle, so a Jeep on an LC, can it remain in motion status independently of the landing craft? I wouldn't think so. No, no. you don't want to drive it around inside there. Yeah. <laughs> morale, all personnel and inherent crew passengers have the morale level of? Eight. Yeah, no. they give them all an eight. Yeah. Nate. Eight. <laughs> The landing craft passengers are considered buttoned up through the LC's armored target facings. Can a passenger ever be crew exposed? No. Right. You never saw that in uh, Saving Private Ryan. They weren't all looking over the edge. You know? No. Very wise. May LC passengers unload? Well, I hope so. <laughs> yes. Do they take a morale check or task check while they're on there, I think? Uh, when they're unloading? Uh, I think it's... I think it's even when they're on there. Doing what? I mean, what would... What Did would you take it? morale checks on your infantry when they were exiting the, the ocean hexes on the landing craft, remember? From my side shots, those little plinkers. Oh, yes. Yes, they take morale checks and task checks. May they unhook guns? And 
while uh, as an action an LC passenger may take? Yes. Yes. May they do a wreck removal from the vehicle? No. Actually, they can. Really? How would they get it over the edge? Uh, I think they have to push it down the ramp. The wreck. Okay. I think it's normal wreck ru- recovery rules, removal okay. rules. They'd have to be beached at the time, I assume. I'm. Uh, yeah, I don't think they can. Yeah, dump it yeah. <laughs> while they're moving into the ocean. Yeah. Can they transfer support weapons? Yes. Yes, they can. And these are the only actions allowed by the LC passengers. Unhook gun, wreck removal, etc., etc. Okay. Now, we'll teaching moment. While on board, all inherent crews and personnel passengers are immune to immobilization task checks. Pin task checks, the leader lost ones too. And booby traps. They can't be hit by booby traps while they're on there. They're not subject to heat of battle or pinning. You don't want them going berserk and jumping over the edge of the LC into the ocean. Makes sense. Um, An LC crew never breaks while it's inherent, as we already said. One that suffers a break result while receiving no crew exposed air modifier always suffers a stun. Uh, So... What happens to any personnel passenger that suffers a break or a step reduction while on an LC? I was hoping this would happen to you, but... Yeah. Um, I don't know. Casualty reduction. Oh. Whenever they break. Yeah, did we break do on that on an LC, right? they get casual, casualty reduction. Okay. Can a leadership heroic modifier be applied to the unit on the LC? Yes, I'm going to say yes. I would have thought so. It, for some reason, says no. Oh, okay. Hmm. I can't imagine why. Yeah. Maybe they just figure the leader's going to be panicking as much as everybody else. Yeah, or somewhere else on the ship, not visible and crowded. Hmm. Possibly. Are riders allowed on a landing craft? You know, riders that ride on like the top of it no no stacking landing craft passengers riders crews oops lost my page do do not count toward location stacking limits therefore they cannot be overstacked however an lc is overstacked when it's in the same location with any other vehicle it's not a passenger. So you just, when everyone's on the boat, you just count it as one boat. Okay. Yeah. You, right. You don't have to say, oh, I have two Jeeps on here. I'm overstacked. You get a neg one. None of that. None of that counts. Okay. Yeah. But obviously you can't put many more than the capacity of the uh, landing craft. Yes. On that chart too. Tells yeah. you the points for all the, in chapter G. So vehicle and infantry stacks, all five-eighth-inch vehicles and their passengers, riders, crew, and guns and wrecks are all passengers on the same one stacked together, and their top-to-bottom arrangement is their front-to-rear. So, like, you put them on, like, a cloaking display. Yeah, okay. For which vehicle they're in, and the guy on top is the front. Okay. the guy on the bottom is at the back of the ship. So can the guy in the back go out first? No. No. So you have to exit them, like, in that order in general. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're referred to as the landing craft's infantry stack and all the vehicles. Top-to-bottom arrangement of the vehicle stack may not be rearranged during play. Yeah, you can't you can't drive the jeep out of the way of the other one, and yeah, um, the infantry stack may be rearranged just as if it were an open ground hex. So, some questions: Do a landing craft expend a movement factor or a movement point? Movement point. Correcti mundo. Can they be carried or moved onto land? Uh, well, they can go aground on the beach. Can they then go? go they can't go land in that. No. Can they move on an ocean hex? Yes. 
Indeed. Can they move on Marsh? No. That's correct. I didn't think so. Can they move on a frozen water obstacle? No. Do you use paddles to move them? <laughs> You're making these up now. I think that one was actually in there. The paddles that they I actually think it was have... talking about. They have their own movement points. They don't need. Yeah. So are they motorized? Yes. Yeah. Yes. No paddles. Do you have to change the oil on the landing craft during a game session? Like you better hope turn. not. That's yeah. You would think between between scenarios they change. I guess oil. if there's a jiffy lube right there on the beach, you you may, especially if it's in and out in fifteen minutes. Remember yeah. that used to be jiffy lubes thing in and out in fifteen minutes. Now you have to make an appointment and it's two hours and what <laughs> happened? Terrible. What happened to the good old days, Dave? Terrible. My friend at E and J Auto in Chicago, he he drove my vehicle in to work on it. Like he came and got it? Because he lives down the street. Oh. So when he went to work and Laura said, He'll do this, I'm like, we don't want to bother him. People just say these things to be nice, but no, he really wanted to do our work and picked up the vehicle, sanitized wow, it, worked on it in Chicago called me with the estimate, brought it back at the end of the workday. That's pretty impressive. Um, do uh, The normal movement rate for an LC is one movement point per water location. Yes. It may change its vehicle-covered arc during the movement phase. Does it cost a movement point to change? Yes. Yes, it does. An LC entering a location that contains a wreck or friendly unit in the water actually does have to expend an extra movement point for each one. Makes sense. Do the LC expend a stop movement point? Uh, oh. No. No, they don't. They don't. Yeah, exception when, you, when using re- reverse movement. Yeah. Yes, they do expend a start to unbeach, as you recall. Yes. Is an LC considered a non-stop Oh, is it considered non-stopped unless it's beached or immobilized? I think so, yes. Yes. Or it has expended a stop movement point as per G13.731, blah, 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 blah. Is it considered mobile unless it's immobilized or aground? Is it considered mobile? Still. I think when you're trying to, yeah. You're right, because when you're trying to calculate, like, the plus two to hit and all that, right? Right. Um, may a landing craft use platoon movement during the movement phase, like armor fighting vehicles with radios? Oh, oh that's a great question. That, that would be handy. Um, I'm going to say yes to that one. You are correct, and I think I forgot to tell you that it could when we were playing. Yeah, didn't think about that. Or maybe the last session we mentioned it, but... Uh, may they use aerial movement? No. Not unless, no. I can't even think of something funny to go along with that. No. <laughs> uh, I wrote, no, silly. Yeah. <laughs> so, going to ground, do you remember the process? Do you want to describe it? or? I mean, we only did it once. No, I don't. You, we, we had to pull. Well, and actually, it's more complicated, of course. Um, Did we have it, to pull pull up? And then yeah, you... it depends on the sh- slope of the ocean, too. Right. Yes, right. The beach, if it's, so it's a... Yeah, three hexes of a shallow ocean. You must immediately uh, make a bog die roll. Did we do that? I don't think we did. Oh, because we weren't coming up on a shallow hex. I guess the shallow ocean hexes could bog you before you oh, get right. to the yes, beach. Yes, I remember reading that. Yep, you can even run aground on some of those. It, then you'd have to exit into the water, which you could still do in certain, depending right. on the depth of the ocean hexes. Yes, right. So the only die roll modifier that the LC's bog die roll modifier is a number to the left of the printed movement point allotment. And a plus one if it has wire. Mm. And the LC's target size is not neg three or neg four, I guess small. And then it could run aground. 
Uh, yeah. So landing is that next? Yeah, fast aground. Otherwise, a mobile landing craft may attempt to remove its aground and thus its bogged status at the start of a movement phase, provided it is not fired during prep fire phase. Oh, yeah, right, because fast aground is not um, beaching. It's getting stuck. Removal is attempted by expanding the start movement point equal to the original die roll instead of the usual one for starting. And then you mm -hmm. roll less than four, it's freed. Um, if it's total, yeah, less than four, it's freed, even if it's total movement points less than the original die roll. But it's still in the bog hex and is considered using reverse movement to get freed. Yeah, the LC may then use any remaining movement points to stop, change covered arc, and move. If it's a five, it's mired, and if it's a six or more, it's fast aground and remains aground. This is just like uh, bogging, getting mired and bogged. Yeah. And... Yep. All right. M mired. If it becomes mired, it's marked with a mired plus one counter, and thereafter gets a plus one to its future bog removal attempts. As long as it is mired, the mired die roll modifier is not cumulative for being mired more than once. Get out of that. Get to some questions here. So, all right. So, may an LC use reverse movement? Yes. And what is the movement point cost to go backward? <clears throat> Double, triple, or quadruple? I think it's triple. Double. Oh. May it end its movement phase in reverse motion? Yes. Yes, it may. May it voluntarily end its movement phase while stopped? Yes, sure. It actually says no unless adjacent to a peer. Voluntarily end its movement phase while stopped. While stopped. Stopped, so not a ground. Yeah, I don't. Stopped, okay. Something about a peer. I think we'd have to read about peers. Okay. 13.731. Well, drifting. Can it drift in a river? Yes. Yes. And it can drift in an ocean only during heavy surf. Okay. Unbeaching. You position the LC counter or beaching. You may beach across a non-cliff water, land, ocean, hinterland, hexide. Position the LC that straddles the hexide. Remember, we kind of pushed it halfway over? Yeah, right. Beached LC is still considered, for all purposes, to be in the water obstacle location. The LC unbeaches by starting the declaring the start movement point, going backward, and as we did, right? And then right. backed up. Like, one to start, two to back up, three to turn the covered arc. Right. And then four, turn it again. And well, then you start... See, that's that's where I'm confused. You said it's double to back up. Yeah, one to start, two, three Should to back up. Oh, two, three, and then turn four. That's, there we go. That's what we were doing. That's how we ended up with four. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so if you see the picture we put up on uh, Twitter, yeah, it shows your ships are just turned the one hex side. Right. Like they're going to go along the beach, but you were still going to yeah. turn more. Yeah. Is a LC considered beached when it's aground? Oh, uh, for rules purposes. I'm going to say yes. Correct. And yeah. also when it's a wreck, it's considered beached. So unloading, do vehicle or boat unloading rules apply to the LC and their passengers? Yes. Yes, they do. And may an LC passenger unload into an enemy-occupied hex? No. Actually, yes. Oh. Yeah, we didn't have an opportunity to do that, but you could unload and die. What? You're, I guess you're marked with a melee? I, I don't know. Yeah, must be. What was the percentage cost to unload of their normal move? A quarter. Correct. No, I, no. Is it yeah, quarter? It was okay. 25%. I was going yep. for half then, but okay. Oh, because we you paid half because you had no ramp. Oh, that's it. Yes. Yeah, these were very small landing craft, passengers only, and there was no ramp. So you yeah, climb yeah. in. 
Yeah, infantry only, yeah. Uh, so a unit wishing to load her on a ground LC must be in the hex to do so. Or enter, expending the cost of terrain. Plus, if it's a vehicle, one extra movement point presence of the LC. Spend 25%. Yeah, and you prorate that off of the vehicle's speed. There is a loading, unloading, cost chart table. I don't think we ever looked at that. No, I don't remember. I don't even remember seeing that. Yeah, we were just struggling. It's G nineteen point three or something. We're going to get more scenarios with landing craft before we're done with uh, this group that we're playing. Uh, if not, I'll find us one. Yeah. To sneak in there. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Um. It's how far did I get on this? Uh don't want to have the show go over an hour, but if the LC is beached across a hex side that lies within its vehicle cover arc, units may unload across the beached hex side. Okay. Lastly, you expend the 25% fraction rounded up, and uh, if the vehicle is unloading to a higher elevation, like up a hinterland, you double it. Okay. And a unit wishing to load follows the reverse procedure. Yeah. So... If the LC is immobilized and in shallow water but is not beached. Okay, immobilized, shallow water. Who plays this game? But it didn't actually beach. Yeah. May vehicles un- may vehicles unload from it? No. No. Yeah. May personnel and, yes. their vehicle- and their weapons? Yes. Yeah. Does the unit have to only from the LC hex, yes. Skip that. Yeah. Uh, does such unloading require a fifty percent expenditure? Oh, yeah. If it's stuck out there, yeah, it's I would say be it's going to be fifty percent. Yeah, and like, uh, like not having the ramp. Yeah. Didn't I read something about what support weapons they can take? Because doesn't a certain portage point only, or did they not make that distinction? I may, I may have been making that up. Yeah, and imagine so unloading with a heavy machine gun. Yeah, no, but they have to get them out somehow. They're all dismantled. Yeah, true. I think it's all still of heavy though. Yes, but I think they all have to be dismantled. Yeah. Um, a vehicle aboard an LC may not expend a start movement point until it attempts to unload. Um, may passengers unloading? May they use armored assault? To go out with the vehicle. Have you got a fan running in your? The heater went on. Oh, okay, that's what it is. Okay, sorry, that's all right. It's just a small thing, just yeah. in case anybody's wondering what that is. Um, what was the question now? Armored assault. Can the oh, infantry go with the vehicle out to the beach? Hmm. I'm going to say yes. I don't see why not. The answer is no. They may not use armored assault. Hmm. May they? May tanks use platoon movement as they come out of the LC? Sure. Yes. No. May they use the drive-through at Burger King? <laughs> Finally, there's one I can answer. I'm going to say yes. No. Oh, even for the Impossible Burger? Not when they're coming out of the vehicle. They have to wait till they're already on the hinterland. Okay. May they use assault movement? Yes. No. No. May they use excessive speed breakdown? ESB. No. Correct. May they use ESP? They can use ESP. They can. Which is kind they, of, yeah. Extrasensory perception. Yeah. It's how they can tell where the enemy is. Can yeah. <laughs> and can they use uh, can they use spittoon movement? No. No. no, no spittoon? No. Only if they're chewing tobacco. Okay. And an allowed vehicle may unload while towing a gun, but yeah. also paying the extra movement points, yeah. But it may neither unload from an LC onto a bridge location or vice versa. Yeah, right. And just roll off onto a bridge. Yeah. And I think... A little bit more. This is close to where I ended up my research today. How do you know if an LC has a ramp? Do you remember that one? Oh, God. Um, let me think. 
don't don't go anywhere. Looking for a counter. I don't know because none nope. of our LCs had ramps. Nope. Oh, it's right. <laughs> the portage points would have been underlined. Oh, okay. If it did. If it's okay. not underlined, it can only carry personnel and support weapons, as yeah. you said yours did. Yeah. The ramp is always considered up, with some big exception here. Is there a movement point cost to raise or lower the ramp, would you guess? There is not. I would have guessed yes, but you are correct. I, re not. I remember reading that, and I thought, this is, this is great. You can have the ramp go up it's and down as much as you want. <laughs> With no expenditure of movement points. This is the best part. I have found the best part of ASL. Right there. That's it. That's what and I would be taking advantage of that to drive my opponents crazy. Okay, the ramp is up. Is anybody coming up? No, no, the okay, I'm gonna down. shoot. Ramp oh. is up. The ramp is down. Wait, wait. Can I shoot when it's down? <laughs> uh if the LC has no ramp, it costs double yeah. to unload, as we said. Right. Um, an LC's ramp cannot be jammed or jellied or otherwise damaged or eliminated. Okay. Did you catch that? Yeah. Vehicles may unload from the LC only in the top to order bottom, as we mentioned. Yeah. A vehicle that loads into an LC is placed at the top. We did that. Can you hook up a gun to a vehicle while both are LC passengers? Yes, I think I read that you can. I thought so. I wrote no. Let's just ignore that. Is okay. unhook? Oh, actually, you can't hook it up. Can you unhook it? You got to give me the secret wink. For some reason, yes. Yes, okay. Yes, you cannot <laughs> hook it. You can unhook it. So you hook up the gun before you load, I guess. Hmm. You can unhook it. So you can drive out without it. Yeah. Yeah. But then the guy behind you can't get out. You push the gun out. Oh, and you push the gun out. Which wow. I think is stuff you got to think about when you're loading. It's been a long time since I played with yeah, loading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that gets me to my stopping point, sir. I got a show. Um, we'll have to continue part two. Yeah. I was really surprised at how lengthy and detailed the landing craft rules were i don't yeah. think i've ever really looked at them before now rich rich of course will when he hears this he's going to call me and i'll say jeff you will remember of course that in uh, in 2014 on november 3rd we played such and such for the landing craft because rich yeah. has that kind of memory but i don't um, he, and he does have a chart doesn't he that we need to link a landing craft chart that he made for the Tarawa? No, he's got, he's got a naval OBA chart. Oh, okay. There's he's got a naval OBA chart. Yeah, he he rightly so contacted us after our last episode or two sixty one, I think it was, was uh, not Nova but Noba. Mm -hmm. Because we went, uh, you went through all the naval OBA, and we forgot to mention that Rich had those charts that he did. Yep, so we'll post it's it. Hard, Can you, it's hard to remember. Do we post it? Do we have it? Uh, yeah, we can. Well, Dave, uh, are there any more Elmer rules? Uh, Elmer? Uh, Elmer's I mean, glue? Elsie El El the, the cow. Elmer Elsie. the cow. Every time you say Elsie, I'm picturing the cow. And my uncle Ed, who was a World War II veteran... Uh, with that anti-aircraft unit mentioned on this show decades ago, dare we say, worked for Borden. He had a little um, Elsie and Elmer salt and pepper shakers. I like the way you do that because it's like you're milking Elsie. <laughs> <Shaking. laughs> yeah, I was trying to show lifting yeah. salt and pepper shakers up and down. Sorry there. Get a little obscene. Keep this a family show. So... Call it a show then. Continue. That's a show. LC Landing Craft next time. Yes. On the Two Squad. Unless we switch it up and do a round table or get something else going. Yeah. We've got some interviews we got to line up and 
we got all kinds of stuff planned for 2021, which is probably the next time we will talk to everybody. So, Indeed. We hope they all enjoyed the opening number there by the Two Half Squad singer. Very Megan. well done. Beautiful. Yeah. And written by Dennis Donovan. Thank you, Dennis, for that wonderful contribution. Oh, Gammon Bob. Yeah. Gorgeous. And I hope, Dave, I hope you have a very nice holiday and a good new year and a good birthday. You've got a birthday coming up in 15 oh, days. That is correct also. Thank you. And you same be, to you and yours. You will be how old? 60. Wow. Not a big deal, you know. No. Yeah. 60. I think someone I think someone in this room is past that age. In the, in the room? Who's in there with you? You are. Right oh. in that little room right there. <laughs> Yes, I'm getting closer to older than that. So happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays, and uh, we'll see you next year. And remember to, in the meantime, roll low and rally well. But but not not when when you're you're playing playing us. And you might want to clink and drink, too, if you You so desire. I know I do. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.